What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network's first ever podcast. I am Pete. I'm here with Evan and Justin. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the upcoming midterm elections that's coming up this coming Tuesday, November 6th, and obviously the ramifications for us. Evan, why don't you start off, introduce yourself, and tell us why you are doing this with us. Uh, I'm Evan, a former law enforcement officer up in Westchester County. I currently work for the New York City Department of Education. And I, I used to be a Democrat, registered in, mostly in name only. Um, I never really was into politics, but I started veering away from the left when I went to college. I kept having professors tell me that everything was my fault because I was a white male, and I'm sitting there looking at them like, I never did anything to anybody. I'm completely innocent. I don't know you. I'm a pretty nice person. And they would just spew their rhetoric. There was no room for conversation. I had a teacher who purposely gave me a C on a project just because I didn't agree with his views on illegal immigrants and the fact that he thought sales tax was equivalent to paying income tax and property tax and all these other things. So I kind of saw the hypocrisy very early on. Um, and then I went into law enforcement, and my eyes were kind of open to the way the world really looks mm-hmm. from the from just a really dirty and real, you know, point of view. Just through training, not even on the job, because I worked in a small town in Westchester where we really didn't do anything. But other than that, it just kind of and the rhetoric from the left just kept pushing me farther and farther away. And I realized that they're all a bunch of hypocrites. They don't believe in free speech, which is very important to me. They don't believe in the right to bear arms, which is extremely important, being of Jewish heritage, having family members killed in the Holocaust. So they're just, it just seemed like there was nothing left for me over there. So I walked away. Yeah, very nice. And actually, I didn't even know you had that same thing with illegal immigration. I was going to go over that, but I don't have to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always felt like I was a little different. And I grew up in a liberal bubble. Evan and I grew up in the same town growing up. And I remember vividly going downstairs the Today Show being the show of choice in the mornings and uh, learning a lot of things that I later found out were not true about the country. And when I went to college, I actually was there during my sophomore year for the Obama-McCain presidential nomination. And I was not, uh, I was not really into politics at the time, but I had to take a political science class. It was a liberal arts class. And just like Evan, actually, I had a professor who had to write a paper on illegal immigration. And I also got a C minus. And I'm a good writer. In fact, you should check out our blog on EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. Check that out. Justin has a great one up as well. But uh, in any event, that started, you know, you would think that would have started to open my eyes, but it didn't really do that. I was actually a Bernie Sanders supporter in 2016. Uh, and then when I found out what happened with the DNC rigging the nomination to go to Hillary Clinton over him, I started to get disenfranchised. And that's when I started to find out about people, even provocateurs like Milo Yiannopoulos, um, Ben Shapiro, um, and so on and so forth. And in the last year, year and a half, I've really kind of transformed my political perspective, and I've definitely become more conservative. I'd say I'm more libertarian than I am right wing, but uh, I'm definitely here, and I'm definitely looking to bring a place to all of you that can help uh, make you feel included, because I feel ostracized a lot from family, friends. I've mentioned that a little bit before as well, being kind of like the black sheep. So uh, we want to make sure that this is a place where you can come and enjoy perspective from the conservative point of view, both at the state and at the federal level. So 
that. Uh, Justin, a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm Justin, small business owner, construction. I'm not a walkaway case at all. <laughs> I'm a born, bred, raised conservative. Um, been very political since probably in my early teens. Um, got very into the elections, probably around the Obama era. That's when I really saw the separation between both sides of the aisle. Um, none of the conservatives, up until Trump, and I wouldn't even consider most of the ones running before as having been my brand of conservative. Most of them were more globalist. Um, Trump is exactly the type of person that I was looking for that represents a lot of my views, America first. Um, constitutional conservative, big on the amendments, the Bill of Rights, all the founding principles. Um, we've gone a long way from that, and I think that Trump is the first in a series of multiple events that have to take place to get us to where we need to be. And the election on Tuesday is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. It's important. Most people don't understand that politics is local. Policy comes from local lawmakers and on up. You can stop federal issues locally if you have the right people in place. So with that being said, everybody has to pay attention. Look at what's being said. The, the choice has never been clear, and it's been getting clear every day since this, this campaign launched. So just keep going, pay attention, read the information, and use your gut. Yep, and that's a great segue into the ramifications of the upcoming midterm elections. So, guys, we're going to cover this. Obviously, there are a lot of state elections, and like Justin said, the, the local elections are the ones that are most important, uh, depending on the state, especially here in New York State. We do democratically elect our officials, but in some other states, the senators, they're not elected by the people. They're elected by the local representatives that are elected by the people. So we have to make sure that we get the word out. So, um, Evan, I'll start with you. Why do you think a red wave, which is something we've all advocated for coming up this coming Tuesday, why do you think that's so important for the country as a whole? If you look at it from just what you see on social media, there is a, like Justin said, there's a huge divide right now. And the big, it's mostly between the extremes. Most people that I meet, they say that they're liberal, they'll say they're conservative, but they don't really have a real viewpoint why, or they have one or two things. Mm -hmm. And the biggest issue that I see now, especially coming from senators and people on the left, is that they're looking to take away essential rights that we have. Like Justin said, constitutional conservative, I'm the same way. Limiting freedom of speech is an issue. <laughs> Limiting, you know, we already have huge limits on our right to bear arms. Yes. So by taking away these things from us, it gives the people less power. This country was designed for the people to have the power and so that we could have freedom. Honestly, it's really, it's all about freedom. And right now the Democrats are about less freedom Mm -hmm. And more socialism, and that's not what this country is about. This country is built is built for capitalism, mm -hmm. and capitalism is the only thing that has lifted poor people out of poverty. Nothing, no other system in the world. Communism hasn't done that. Socialism hasn't done that. You can't take from the rich and give to the poor. It's right. not the way that it works. Right. Absolutely, uh, Justin. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, for me, the the best thing about this election is actually that. On the right, you have people running on mostly the president's agenda, and on the left, you have out-and-out uh, -out socialists. So, mm -hmm. like I said in, in the intro, the choice has never been clear. Um, there's not a lot of gray area. Um, people's positions are known. And the people on the left with the socialist views, this is not what the country is founded on, as Evan said. Mm -hmm. It's never worked anywhere in the world. Ever. Ever. There is no country you can look around the world where it's worked. Mm -hmm. Countries that currently employ communism or socialism, Venezuela, mm -hmm. China, all these areas, they're failed. They're completely failed states. They're corrupt to the core. 
And we're getting there in this country. But there are sections of this country. Look to California, specifically. Even at home. Even at home here in New York. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of things that are just completely separate from the ideals that the country was founded on. And if we don't fight it at the ballot box, one day we're not going to have the chance to do that because the people that we're fighting against, they're power hungry. It's all about power. They don't care about the individual. They don't care about the Bill of Rights. They don't care about any of that stuff. They want to abolish it. And they're not hiding it any longer. So most people that I know who identify as Democrats, like Evan said, they don't even know why they are Democrats. Um, they couldn't tell it's you. It's a team sport. They identify with a Democratic Party of days past, which if you look at my blog, I touched on briefly that even that history is not entirely true. Oh, like the KKK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that in, in another day. But um, most people identify as Democrats do not identify with the current Democratic Party right. and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take, you know, scientific evidence or, or polls to, to prove that. It's just clear as day. You talk to everyday people. Many of you talk to your parents, your brothers, your sisters. If you really get into this discussions, you'll find out that they either simply don't have the facts, they don't know what they're talking about, they haven't researched. Every now and then you'll run into one that they know the facts and, and they believe what they believe, and that's, yeah. that's fine. But all in all, most of it is just hype and... Yeah, and, and one thing I want to add to that, too, about why it is so important that you do vote red or, you know, we'll talk about the governorship and why we may actually not do that in this state, at least the, the three of us or at least two of us. But I, I really don't like the violent rhetoric. And, then, and they say that it's coming from the right, and it's really not. I've never once heard um, the president or anyone close to him advocate for violence or advocate to harass people. Except for when he congratulated that uh, senator for body slamming a journalist. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I thought that was more of a comedic thing than an actual thing. When you see those videos, and everyone's seen this video, if you haven't seen this video, Living Under a Rock, the Maxine Waters video, which is on that you know loudspeaker, if you see them, go meet them in a restaurant at a gas station. And you've seen it happen like to Ted Cruz. It's even happened to people like, like Charlie Kirk at Turning Point USA where they're just harassed. They're just trying to eat breakfast or dinner or, or go out in public and, and they can't even do that without having a crowd around them. And you only see this on one side. And they try to justify that by saying that their side is the righteous side and that our country is going in the wrong direction. And look, there's a lot that needs to be fixed, and you know, hopefully we're able to do more of that over the next two years, and hopefully we get another four. But that being said, if we're able to maintain the Senate and, and even the House, and, and you know, some people say that there's a chance because of how far off the rails the left is going, uh, it's really important that we come out and we support ourselves um, this coming Tuesday. So guys, let's bring it to the local level now. So obviously... There are hundreds of districts in New York State. We can't possibly cover them all, especially between now and Tuesday. We kind of got a late jump start on this. But let's talk about something that we all are going to be voting for, that we all actually do have an effect on, and that is the governorship of New York. So we have the incumbent, Democrat Andrew Cuomo. Oh, I was going to call him many four-letter words, but that's probably for the best. Um, and then he, he has a Republican challenger, Mark Molinaro, and actually there was a PR thing they did this morning where he apparently helped resuscitate a guy who was passed out on a sidewalk, and of course there were cameras present and ready to go for that, interestingly. But um, I actually, you know, there are actually a few other um, third-party candidates, and one in particular that I want to talk about today, and that's Larry Sharp. And I was turned on to him about a year back, whenever the campaign really started. And 
He's a uh, you turned on by Larry Sharp. Fuck yeah, I am. But, God, you guys are in the gutter today. But but we want to talk about him and why actually in some polls he's actually pulling ahead of Mark Molinaro, the Republican. Usually the Democrat wins, the Republicans and second the third party people traipse off in the distance after that. But Sharp has a chance of taking second and you know, God knows, you know, no one thought that Trump was going to win. Oh, it was a 93% uh, CNN predicted that she was going to win by. New York Times said like 99%. It was ridiculous. And obviously that's not what ended up happening. So, uh, uh, Justin, I'll start with you since you, you said before the show that you're probably going to be voting for Larry. I, I know I'm voting for Larry. So why do you think he's the better choice over Mark Molinaro? And Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo self-explanatory. <laughs> He's a disaster. Um, but as far as Larry Sharp goes, and this is a, a general piece, libertarianism and conservatism share a lot of the same views. There's actually very minimal things that you can come up with that differentiate the two. And right. in a state like New York, that is actually, if you go district by district, more Republican than Democrat. The problem is that you have areas like New York City mm-hmm. where the five boroughs um, are more populated than large parts of the state. Mm-hmm. So, um, and going back to the 2016 election, Trump won uh, three fourths of the counties in this state and still lost the state right. because of population. So, uh, for a Republican candidate to win statewide in this country, uh, in this state, you need to have some type of a fusion ticket. And for me, I would rather see Molinaro drop out and get behind Sharp or vice versa because that's the only way you're going to potentially have enough votes to take on a Democratic uh, challenger in the state. So for me, Sharp represents a lot of viewpoints that I'm, I'm very much a fan of. Molinaro is a little too straightforward for me. He's a little too establishment for me. Mm-hmm. And um, anti-establishment Fever is definitely something that I've always had. I'm, I'm not a fan of the establishment. They've been part of the problem. You can barely differentiate between mainstream Democrats and mainstream Republicans. And Larry Sharp is the difference in this state. So for me, it's well worth supporting him. Yeah. And uh, Evan, is there anything you want to add on the governorship? Yeah, well, mostly we've all seen the nonsense that Cuomo's been spewing. America was never really that great. All this other nonsense. And you watch his commercials, and his commercials all just feed into the left's nonsense. Strictest gun control laws in the country. That's not a good thing. That's me making the jerk-off posture with my Making good people defenseless does not make bad people less dangerous. The only thing that laws do, that gun control laws do, and I don't want to get too far into it, is take guns away from law-abiding citizens. Hmm. Because criminals don't care about laws. That's why they're criminals. And they will go out out on the street and go buy a gun and shoot somebody and throw it in the river because it doesn't matter. And if I can't get a gun, they'll get a knife. Uh, well, look what happened in London. Video. London has knife receptacles. They're banning knives now because Even like they banned knives. <laughs> banned guns because people were shooting people guns. So they have they've had to ban knives because people were getting stabbed at highly alarming rates. But you know, honestly, it's like Justin said. I'm not a fan of big government. I really believe that the government should have almost no say in the way I live my life as long as I'm not hurting somebody. They're there for our security. Like it says in the Constitution, they're there to provide a general defense. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge thing. I would love to vote for Larry Sharp, but my whole thinking is whoever has a – whichever Sharp or Molinaro, whoever whoever has the better chance of winning is who's going to get my vote because I want to just give them the best chance to take Cuomo out even though – 
it's not really likely because, like Justin said, New York City basically controls mm-hmm. the governorship in New York. Yeah, and it's a travesty. And, and with Sharp, you know, to your point, Evan, about Second Amendment rights, he wants to repeal the SAFE Act, which made people yes. criminals overnight in New York State when that went through. And by the way, Malnaro was an assemblyman who helped push the SAFE Act, along with Cuomo and, like you said, establishment Democrats and Republicans in the state legislature. So that's a huge thing that for a lot of people, you know, maybe not in and around the city because, you know, they're leftist cucks, but upstate, that's, that's, that's definitely big. And even for, for us, I'm sure that that's definitely a big thing. And also he wants to, uh, he wants to revamp the educational system. He wants to take a little bit of money out of it and take away administrators. Uh, he's got a lot of revolutionary ideas, even to make the roads better because the roads, like the Belt Parkway, for example, it's been under construction since my dad was born. Well, let's was... have Domino's fix it. They're already doing a better <laughs> job than the government. Well, he actually has a similar idea. So, for example, let's say the George Washington Bridge, right, which is also constantly under construction. He's thinking of, instead of calling it the George Washington Bridge, get the naming rights to Verizon or to Staples or to a big mega conglomerate, and part of them having to have their naming rights on it is to uphold the roads. So we're not paying tax dollars towards doing that because, let's face it, our tax dollars go nowhere in the state. Outside of California, we lose the second most residents every single year because they can't afford to live here because cost of living, especially through the ridiculous fucking taxes, are too high. So it's definitely important that you get out and vote and consider, like Evan said, whoever has the better chance to dethrone King Cuomo... Vote with your conscience, but I know I'm going to be voting for Larry Sharp personally. So we're going to end on a lighter note here, and then we'll let you know where you can find out more about us. So if you guys hadn't heard, Don Lemon the other day said that there's one huge major issue in this country in regards to all the violence that's happening, and that's white men. So, Justin... What are your thoughts on that statement <laughs> and some of the hypocrisy that's going on? And Evan, I think you pulled up exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, Don Lemon, honestly, he constantly t- is taking down, you know, white men, white men, white men. And literally what he said was, we have to stop demonizing people and realize that the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. That's a hypocritical statement automatically because you just said we have to stop demonizing people. And now you're demonizing white men. He's also married to a white man. Exactly. So he's a gay black Commentator married to a white man in America, so yelling about the problem, yelling about hypocrisy, and and it just it's it's outlandish for somebody in his position to try to call out people for anything. Yeah, I mean he's on CNN, right? That's so, enough said, right there. It literally just pushes. It gives you facts that CNN just doesn't care about the truth. It's all just about ratings. It's about pushing a leftist agenda. And it's absolutely ridiculous. They had that video, it might have been a year or two ago, where it was what an AR-15 does to a watermelon. <laughs> it, was a, it was someone shooting a 12-gauge shotgun at yeah, a watermelon. Yeah, it wasn't even it's yeah. not, like, it, You're not even bothered to do any research on it. It's, it's, just, it's all about fear-mongering, and it's all about pushing, trying to push people to the left because they're afraid. Yes. And freedom doesn't... It doesn't work that way. People are afraid they get into these governments like Nazi Germany and communist Russia. That's how these totalitarian governments rise. It's through fear, not through freedom and not through choice of will. And that is a big, big problem. It's also from stripping of rights. I mean, people don't understand the Second Amendment was not written so people could walk around with shotguns. It was for people to be able to protect themselves against the government. People don't understand that fact. And up until recently, I don't think many people across this country have understood the government is and was an actual threat. There is a deep state. 
there are people that are working against the everyday man and woman. And if they take our guns away, like Evan said, an actual example of what happens is Nazi Germany, communist Russia, China under Mao Zedong. These are countries that racked up some of the biggest civilian casualty totals in the history of the world. Cuba. Cuba. I mean, you can go through the list. So um, there's just no way we could let that happen. No, absolutely not. And uh, I think the final point, which, which Justin, you did touch on in your blog, too, that I, I want to advocate is you hear this phrase. We didn't have this in the outline, so I'm completely spitballing here. But I think it's important for people to consider leading up to Tuesday. And that is you hear all over the news, you even hear our politicians on both sides of the aisle say, and political pundits, that so-and-so's Trump threatens our democracy or so-and-so or that threatens our democracy. We don't live in a democracy. The founders were adamant about mob rule not leading the day. The biggest democracy in the history of the world, Greece, obviously is in the shitter now and went to shit because of that, because mob rule cannot prevail over a long period of time. So it's important to educate yourself and to know that we need to keep this republic going. It's a constitutional republic. We need to uphold the constitution. The founding fathers you know, call them what you will. They were not stupid. They formed this government for a reason. We need to stand by it. We can't let a Democratic Party in disarray from the establishment ones like Schumer and Pelosi to the crazy new ones like Google Eyes Cortez take over. So um, I'd like to part with that. Do you guys have any final things you want to say before we sign off for the day and then direct them where they can find out more about us? Yeah, well, you outlined the problem, you know, right there. Um, You have a Democratic Party that they can't win on facts because they don't have any. Their viewpoint has been proven to be false and incorrect time and again. It's never worked anywhere, like we said earlier. So instead of, you know, trying to persuade people to go along with their viewpoints, they're looking for ways outside of the sets of rules that the country was founded on. They're looking for illegals to vote. They're looking for new voter blocks. They're looking to keep people down. Um, The same playbook it's been since the beginning. And people are pushing back now, and they're panicking, and that's exactly why you're seeing the violence and everything else you're seeing on TV every day because they have no answers or solutions, and they don't understand the everyday voter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the biggest thing to remember is that don't let fear take away your freedom. Um, we don't want to be more like Europe. That's what the Democrats are really pushing is they want us to be more like Europe. But the yes. whole point of this country is we are not Europe. Yeah. We broke away from Britain because we did not want to be like them. And we can't forget that because Europe is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Well, countries now are trying to push more policies that are more prevalent in America because they realize that the people hate the socialist policies. Mm-hmm. They hate open borders. Having a sovereign nation is not racist. It's a right. It's how we keep ourselves safe. Absolutely. So I think that's a great way to end. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check us out. So like I said, our website is EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. You'll see blogs. This episode, future episodes will be up. We're going to be coming at you just about daily on the site. We're also going to have some awesome merch, like my favorite Lindsey Graham 2.0 t-shirt. So don't forget to check that out. Also, follow us on social media. All the links are in the description to this podcast episode below so we don't have to rattle them off to you. So feel free to click on whichever ones on the mediums that you like and go there. 
there. And lastly, uh, we're looking to grow this. I mean, this is our first episode, and we're almost at a thousand people in our Facebook group before we even did anything. Like we touched on a nerve here. There's a lot of New York State conservatives who feel underrepresented in the state that need a place to be heard, and this is what we want to try and provide to you. So if you're interested in having us expand our horizons with this, which we want to bring to you, please feel free to donate either five, ten, or twenty dollars on Patreon. Again, that link along with all the other ones will be in the description below so you can do that. So for that, guys, for Justin, for Evan, this is Pete. We're going to sign off today and we'll come at you real soon with our next series of episodes. Watch out next week for daily shows. Have a good one.